Hello and welcome to season three, episode three, I think. Yeah, I think we've done a couple of pre-season ones. Um, season kicked off tonight. Dundalk UCD ended in a 1-1 uh, draw. A little bit of a disappointment um, coming off the excitement of the first game of the season, but it is what it is here to dissect the game as two lads that were at the match tonight. We've got uh, Gally and Donald Whiskey Hanks. He said he wasn't drinking and they've drove into the whiskey. Yep. I'm on call. After that one. But, you know, you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> well, look, it was, look, I'll say one thing I'll preface and say it was great to have LOI TV back with the with the season pass tonight um, and be able to watch a game that wasn't on a on a quote-unquote dodgy stream. Not to say that I'd done that last year for every game that I managed to get. But, um, it, it was nice to nice to be able to give a little bit back with my season, season pass. Um but look, lads, you two were at the game. We were discussing kind of off air. It was, it's a strange night, isn't it? For it doesn't feel like the opening night of the season. Um, even during the match, I think don't mean you were were kind of private messaging each other. Um, we were talking mostly about Gally's hair uh, haircut, but uh, <laughs> no, it's three um, stages of balls between the three of us. Yeah, but it it was a weird one tonight, wasn't it? It was like. Just the whole atmosphere felt, at least from from myself watching it on telly, um, the whole atmosphere of the night. It did. It didn't feel like the the opening game of the season, did it? No, it felt like it felt like a preseason game. It felt like the last preseason game before the season kicks off. And I guess that's partly down to not having any away fans or very few away fans um, in the ground. The atmosphere just didn't seem to get going. The play was kind of slow. Like the the lads never really got going. They didn't didn't really create many chances or have any sustained periods of pressure for the first like probably the first half. Um yeah. so the whole thing just added to this weird atmosphere of like just it was just a flat game. I think we I think the crowd kind of expected the goal. We all sort of just expected the goal was going to come and we'd win the game easily and then Jesus it just never really got going. Um so it was pretty, pretty poor from that perspective, you know. Poor atmosphere and a poor result. So not really the best starting night. Uh, no, I suppose we we were all hoping to come on here, you know, with the light for the first win of the season. When you get that the fixture list out and UCD is the first game, it, not that you're expecting it to be an easy one, but you're expecting probably to get three points. But it's it's become Galley, hasn't it? A little bit of like a very done dog to not win the first game of the season. You know, I think. Even in Vinny's uh, previous seasons, and we haven't had the best start, and it always seems to be at Oriel as well. I think was it last year or the year before where Sligo drew at us as well. I don't know if that was last year, or maybe it was the season before that. Yeah, but I think we Der- Derry last season as well. Derry, draw, two yeah. all draw as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, I think we probably <coughs> overhyped ourselves a little bit. We should probably become a little bit more accustomed that we're not going to win the first game of the season. And um, what was your thoughts, kind of just before we kind of get into the? The detail of the match, Gally, just on the atmosphere and how, how that feeling was around Oriel Park tonight. Yeah, well, like I, I didn't, I was, I was just saying these off. I, <clears throat> first time in a long time, I didn't actually get a ticket for the stand. I, I was actually in the ground, and it just seemed like Donald said it, it was like a pre-season friendly. Look, and I know it's first game of the season. I understand, and we talked, you know, when the fixtures come out. I think the last podcast last year we mentioned, you know, UCD is a great one to start at home, but. You've also got that wee bit of sticky wicket. You know, we we did we lost dropped maybe four points against UCD last year. <clears throat> um it's look, the atmosphere, you mentioned the atmosphere in particular, I thought it was terrible. I like it maybe it was just me where I was sitting. I'm just not used to sitting maybe that end of it, but 
I just thought the atmosphere was so flat. Was, like for a pack stadium, I mean, like I, I went up to I knew the ticket ticket that sold out online when I went to get a ticket earlier on today, there wasn't any. So I went up to the booth to get one and there wasn't generally wasn't any even to get. So I kind of thought, right, it's going to be a packed crowd, bumper crowd. It just seemed to be a little look, I know it's not the big draw everybody's looking for UCD. Would you, would we be better off playing Rovers, you know, draw the first game of the season? Derry, yeah, the atmosphere definitely would have been better. But, you know, the idea of playing, getting a draw and the, the luck of the draw with UCD is you can really get off to a flyer. And now, having said that, looking around the league tonight, nobody got off to a flyer, really. I think it's only Bowes that won. They didn't see the final whistle and everything. But um, it just seemed to be really, like Donald said, it, I, I don't know if, it was, if the crowd made the game look like it was flat or the crowd couldn't get going because the game was flat. You know, that kind of way. It just never seemed to kind of, like, for instance, it, like first first 15 minutes of the match, and I, I we don't want to go minute by minute, but it, it took UCD about 16, 70 minutes to get the ball, like to get a proper run of the ball. And when they did, I thought they were going to actually get in and score. But then after that, it was just on dark all the time, but there was nothing coming from it. It was just, it was like a, it was like a training match. I know you, that's a really cliche thing to say, but atmosphere, I don't think it, it added to it at all. I mean, the penalty kind of woke everybody up a little bit, but then you're taking right back down the air with the penalty and the save. Yeah, it just it was just one of those nights. Lucky it's the first game of the season. I mean, we can't be, you know. I heard a, you know, I seen a couple of tweets and I heard people like I would agree with Darren me and there. Like you know, I think one or two players are missing. I think we got some good players, but I do think we might need to strengthen a little bit. Um, for me, look, just on the atmosphere before Steph and Chris came in, I, I thought it was really flat. And look, maybe Don was in the stand a couple of different, but definitely where I was, I just thought it's not the season opener we needed from the crowd. I just. And then again, look, there's nothing to go on. So it, it's it's one of those situations. The game didn't add to us, and I don't know if the crowd helped either. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. Again, you know, this is the first game in a long time that I've actually been able to sit and watch um, over 90 minutes, and it was... I, I thought at one point that all the volume was on the lads that were commentating <laughs> uh, on Adrian and Flano, and sometimes I like to put Flano on mute and just listen to the crowd, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm only saying that because Flano's usually listening in, but... Uh, you know, it, it, it just, it, it seemed dead. And then, as you say, I think when the penalty came, there was a little bit of a lift and then UCD got back, got on top kind of immediately after the penalty. So that it, it fizzled out very quickly. But um, I suppose, Donald, when you look kind of at the game itself, and I think, again, we were texting, uh, we were texting at halftime. And, uh, never, yeah, no, Donald actually it's never, on. fuck, he, he never replied to this one, but uh, it, 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 it looked like a little bit of a tactical shift from what we were, we were used to last year where, you know, I think last year it was what we played with the we played. I, I know what our podcast said at the box midfield, um, but this today it seemed to be more of a one four three three kind of you know with the um three lads playing centrally, and then I think uh O'Kane and Martin were trying to play a kind of a little bit tighter and play off of uh of, of Huben, but a lot of the play in the first half was long ball, wasn't it? And it, and then towards the end of the match, it was long ball, and it just it didn't seem to suit us like. Our best passages of play came actually when we got the ball down and actually started playing a little bit. But I hope, I hope just looking at it with the personnel that have come into the squad this year, that this isn't going to be the trend because at least on tonight's show, and I don't think it's going to really work, is it? Well, that was the thing in the first half that I, they, they didn't, they didn't seem to be able to pass the ball through midfield, and I don't know if it was everyone still getting used to playing with each other, like it's a new. Slightly new setup and a good few new players. Like I think it was there four, four debuts tonight, four league debuts tonight. Yeah, like yeah. in the starting lineup. So there, there's a lot of new lads in there, and 
it is the first game of the season, so you can't really expect too much. But that was the worrying part of the first half was that they didn't really create anything through midfield. It was there was a lot of balls hit long. There was a lot of balls put in behind the UCD defense, and I understand. UCD are going to close down space in, in between midfield and defence. Like They would have made that as, as hard as, as possible yeah. to play through it. But there was just, it just seemed like a little bit of, a little bit of, I don't know, cleverness or something missing. Um, and it, at the same time, though, like you probably wouldn't even have thought too much of it if they had won 1 0. You'd be looking at the game thinking like they didn't play very well, but they did what they had to do and they got yeah got a win. But you know, to, I mean, how many times have we come on here and been like the result completely changes the way you talk about the game after it? But yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't. They didn't look fluid. I didn't think at any stage really. No. Um, and then when they made changes, I think we've talked about this before with them that they make changes and it seems to take them a little bit of time to settle. Once they've made changes, um, like it looked <laughs> like the four four two at some point then in the second half when um, with Gabby come on, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of um, getting used to each other needs to be done. That's a good phrase, isn't it? Getting used to each other. But it's like also um, a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Three years in. laughs> I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing. Just we're talking about players, and I'm just seeing. There's a bit of breaking news down about John Bounty is an ACL injury. So yeah, that's that's a real. The club has just that, put a tweet that's out a that real uh, kick in the teeth for for John in particular. You know, but. A player that you would have hoped would have come in and look, that's another. It, it just mad that it, 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 he has no luck. I mean, he's no luck, but bad luck after all. Really hasn't. Um, but that's just coming up on the dark page there at the minute. Um, sorry, Don, I got a cross out. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's okay. actually that the John John Mountain thing highlights something that obviously, regardless of what happened tonight, you know, Gavin was saying to us like there's a possibility of a couple more players coming in. We're very light fullback again. Like we started last season light at fullback and we're starting this season light at fullback. So that is a there's a couple of areas on the field where if you lost someone, you're like, well, there's a couple of players there to take spots, yeah. but fullback is a fullback's been a problem for two years now with numbers. Um, yeah, well Ainsley Ainsley's not a fullback, is he? And he no, um no. he he played there tonight. He actually I actually thought he had a decent game at left full, but you can tell that he's it's not his position. You know, he he was he was um he got the cross in, I think, for the goal as well, for Martin's goal. So, overall, I think he, he had a good performance. But um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about Mountney's, uh, that news that's just broke about John Mountney later on in the show. But, Gally, I suppose, you know, you kind of alluded to it a few minutes ago. Um, and I suppose before we even move on, if anybody wants to win, uh, we don't have the ticker. Gally doesn't know how to work. Uh, <laughs> tonight. I'll try and find him. I'll probably shut the whole podcast. Chris Clark, if you're listening, get on as quick as we can so we can put the tracker down the bottom. But uh, Gally, the you have there, Gally. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if anybody wants to comment in their man of the match, because as, as, as tough as it was to watch at times, I think there was a couple of decent performances tonight from certain individuals. So, if you want to comment in with your man of the match uh, nominations, we will we'll uh, pick a winner a little bit later on, and the winner will get a free pizza from Tony's Pizzeria. We hope. Uh, but Gally, the game kind of sprung into life a little bit, or as you said, the crowd kind of sprung into life uh, during the penalty shout. And again, you got the penalty. We weren't playing particularly well up to that point. Pat Huben steps up. You think he's gonna bury it you know he he, he kind of didn't take the typical Pat Hooven where he blasts it into the box but as you said it was good save by the keeper wasn't it it was yeah but he didn't I didn't from where I was there was a couple of players between us and the goal I didn't actually know what hit the post or the keeper said but, but 
you know, I looked on Twitter, apparently some crack and say, but like you had said, I, I suppose you can look at it too, it's, it's, a, it's a poor step up for Pat, it's a poor penalty, but then look at the keeper dives the other way. It's, you know, it's, it's just one of them things, but it's a super save to get that far into the corner. I haven't seen the replay of it, but I looked at you right in, in against the post nearly. But you'd expect, you'd expect that to give Pat, you know, Pat who had more fire in the belly for it. And look, you know, again, he's done a lot of running tonight. The, the, the penalty probably would have settled everybody down, but I think that gave UCD that little bit of right. Let's not make this mistake again. But because for me, like Donald had mentioned, like the UCD, like I, I actually thought Jack Keane, it's number six for UCD, had an excellent match. Um, but apart from him, the, the other side of the half, who named escaped me, he, he, they were. They were easy to get in behind, if, but we just didn't seem to penetrate. We just didn't seem to walk the centre halves as much as we should have. Like for all the ball that we had, like I've said it a million times, but ball possession is nothing. If you if you can't break lads down, you know, forget. It. And then you you get hit with the sucker punch later on at the free kick, and we'll get into that. But you know, like you had also mentioned, we, we probably could have a two or three on another night. And it's look, we can put it down to first season, first game of the season at Oriel Park. Look, it's. These lads are going to take a couple of weeks. There was four preseason matches, is it? Um, it's going to take a few weeks. But, you know, what you don't want is you've got Bose and Daly with next week. You don't want to be sitting here on three and four games and we're, we're having the same conversation. You know, you, you take a draw most games at, at the start of the season. But when you're playing the likes of UCD, who stayed in the league, skin of their teeth. You know, if you came to that game tonight not and have never seen the game, you wouldn't know who's supposedly the bigger club. You know, it just seemed to be... I won't say it's a bad night at the office, but we can we put it down to first game, first game of the season. That's all you can put it down to. There's, it's going to take a well. I'm going to say it's going to take a couple of weeks. It shouldn't take a couple of weeks. We should be ready to go next week. Dalyman should suit them. Um, I think Dalyman Park should suit that and dog team the way they play the ball. But you know, attacking divine bows tonight of beating Cork and yeah, look, it's it's one of them games that I you just hope you don't regret. First round of games are over and you're regretting it. You know, like the only thing is other games have kind of gone away tonight. I mean, I've gone away. It's the first game of the season. But we haven't, you know, nobody's run away with anything. Nobody's, you know, battered someone. Yeah. makes us look like absolute hams. But um, <laughs> look, I think... We did that ourselves. Yeah, like, like Donald had said as well. I think Donald had said, oh, if you take you take a draw against anybody in the league, you know, about first game of the season. But it, I think it's just tonight, you know, it's a long pre-season that like Gav mentioned last night. You wanted to really kickstart a bumper crowd. You know, they had a nice tribute to Roy Mackin as well. And it's it was a real, you know, a real, that could have been a really good night. But look, you know, it's fucking UCD again. What time are we? I can say, caution, can I? Yeah, 10 to 11. Um, it's just UCD again, isn't it? Like I said it to somebody in the crowd, Mark, I met him tonight. He was there, he was talking about the podcast. And the, the Bray we had from years ago, Bray used to do the same to us. And it's just, at least they're out of the way. You know, we don't have to see UCD there for a lot of weeks. You know, that's at least they're out of the way. We'll back the proper teams the next week. But, <laughs> yeah, look, it's uh, you know, it's even debatable. Like we're saying here, I, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, the game kind of took a while to get going. By standards of last season, the game never got going really. I mean, when you compare it to some of the games we can play, and and the worrying thing now is because we've got, like Donald said, four players who made their babies tonight. You don't want to criticize them, heavily criticize them. You know, you know, Gavin had talked with some of the players last night, and they're playing out of position. Who we might need tonight with that news as well. <clears throat> so, like, you know. Oh, look at I'm just going to put the tagline on this when we share it. It's just first game, first game out of the way. That's it. It's just, it's just one of those nights. And I mean, the worrying thing is we're sitting here in a couple of weeks and we're still having the same conversation. That's, you know, that's yeah. where I probably have to say, Chris, I'm going to leave the podcast and go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, 
Gally, that's a fair play. You managed to get five minutes of, uh, asking you a question about Hoobin's pe- penalty, and you didn't really talk about Hoobin's penalty at all. So fair play yeah. to you on that one. Uh, but no, I just I just want to say, like you know, just talking about Hoobin, and, and you mentioned how you know he probably yeah. was a little bit quiet tonight. I think Donald, you know, we we discussed at length last year about how his role kind of cha- has changed under Stevie, where he's not playing on the last shoulder that he was, and. Like I'm probably going to talk because I had the luxury of watching it on telly and seeing replays and and that that by playing that more direct long style of football when Huben is dropping deep, there's no one actually when you go to play it long, there's no one to get to it. And I, I think there was probably for me, I don't think the team knew how they wanted to play. As I say, whenever we got the ball down on the ground and played in attacking areas, we actually done all right, you know, until maybe that final ball. But I think we actually done all right, but. More often than not, the ball from the back line was was over the top, and there was literally there was nobody really to get on the end of it because Huben was chasing it at that stage, wasn't he? Yeah, and a lot of them seemed to be aimed like I don't know. A lot of them seemed to come from the right hand side of the defense to yeah. the left side, like there were diagonal balls. So a lot of them seemed to be coming towards Ryan O'Kane, and if you're thinking like for all the things that Ryan O'Kane's good at, I wouldn't have thought trying to beat somebody in the air constantly and win flick-ons, you know, that wouldn't be yeah. what I thought he'd be really good at. But you think, like, the, the goal the goal came from doing the opposite of that. Like, yeah. the goal came from take, getting the ball down and moving through, like, Andy Boyle going on a run rather than trying to hit somebody. And I know it's probably a case of, like, he was, he probably had nowhere else to go. He probably had no ball on that he was just like, I'll just, I'll just take off and just start running. Mm-hmm. And played a nice ball out to to, to Louis and they got the goal from it but it was just there did, there wasn't enough of that there wasn't enough of moving through the areas of the field it was just it looked like the avenues were blocked off in front of them so we'll just chip it up to Pat or we'll chip it up to whoever because yeah. John Martin's really good in the air as well so but look it, it it just didn't I just didn't feel like it ever really got going the way they were playing um, like I'm struggling to think of like maybe I've just completely my head's completely gone. But how was there any like really really good chances in the first half that they created? Like I know the goal obviously <clears throat> was well worked, but apart from um, attempting the uh, the the Veghorst uh, free kick to get the penalty, I didn't know like maybe I am. I'm, can you tell me if there was other chances I completely forgot? No, I, I think those half chances. I think that John Martin may have had before his goal, he might have had a chance like within the six yard box, but it was it was closed down quickly. That's but right. I I think that's probably the story of the match too, is we had a shitload of fucking half chances, didn't we? You know, but we just yeah. there, there was nothing really clear cut. I mean, I think was it I think it was John Martin again, who been in the second half had these chances from you know, from outside the edge of the box or whatever. And somehow I think U C D they got one of them got his jaw to the ball. Um, there was calls for a handball in the second half. One of them, I think, got his fucking balls to the ball on stage. You know what I mean? I just I just think that the UCD players got in the way of chances that it looked to me like Pat Hoogan's probably not going to strike a ball better than he will, than he did during that chance and it just happened to bounce off some lad's jaw inside yeah. the box. You know what I mean? Um, but it was, it, was, it was one of those games where it just seemed like it was half chances. But it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the free kick. I, I think with free kicks and corner kicks, like I think there's there's a big opportunity for that this year because that was one of the things that watching the match it seemed like we were quite inventive. Like not not one corner was the exact same 
the free kicks weren't the same. Use all of them up in one in one game because yeah. every single one of them looked like a pre-planned move. Yeah, and I think every one of them is going to. Well, hopefully, every one of them will work at some point in the season if they use them again. But I, I, that that was one side that actually every time we got a dead ball after that free kick, and I think it was the first corner kick that we had. I was like, "Fuck yeah, we're going to score from this," and we nearly did on three different occasions. You know what I mean? So, um, so Gally, I think that's something that. You know, if we're, I'm trying to find positive. I'm trying to be a little bit optimistic because I don't want the first episode of the season to go real <laughs> fucking pessimistic. Which it has. I don't it, want people tuning in going, "Oh, we're not shooting for these boys anymore." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, someone might have a point. This, this one here. This we're going to bring in a guest, a special guest, a one, a one-off. We want this one might have a bit of positivity for us. Christopher, <laughs> I actually. Can I, can, I get, can I get negative on Chris? There was one stage in the second half. I think when Keith Ward and someone came on. And you kept the camera on the dugout of Padge and Liam Bourne for about 90 seconds mm. while the player was actually going on. So I'm not happy with that with my subscription to LOI TV, Chris. Well, yeah. you know where you put your complaints, don't you? To Chris Clark. See, Clark. You know I'm on the wide camera, pal. So you know I was doing my thing elsewhere. It's up, it's up to the director to choose to pick That's me. It. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed too that Flano didn't mention you. Were you up in the gantry with them? Yeah. At one, st- at one stage he said, oh, I was talking to the cameraman at halftime. And I thought <gasps> that, was, that was a bit bit poor form by Flano. Oh, you're you beneath everybody now. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I um, am the cameraman in a very <clears throat> Yeah, so it was, I was very disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I was more all... surprised. Do you know what I was surprised at? The amount of praise you've given though for LOI TV so far, Fingers. I know, yeah, I know. It was it was good tonight. It was good tonight. Well, I'm in a new house. I've got new Wi-Fi, so it's actually working. <laughs> um, but Chris, look, we've obviously we've been chatting about the game. Um, fucking Gally and Donald are just bringing it down. I think they they have us pegged for relegation candidates for the season. Let's bring bring in a bit of optimism here. Yeah, I'm going down the same road. That they I know we spoke about Chris. First thing that Donald said it, that the atmosphere, and it maybe it's mm. different from you. I, I don't know the middle of the pitch because I usually watch in the stand. But I was down on the, as from your view, I was away on the right behind the right hand up the turn end goals. The yeah. atmosphere just seemed really flat. Now I, I could be completely. I don't know, but from your end of it, what's with microphone? Maybe it's different. Yeah, no, it seemed it seemed very very quiet, very cagey. Um, probably added to that kind of, you know, it, it was an atmosphere there tonight of trying not to make him mistake from the start and that was kind of fed into the stands i don't think the drum even started till halfway through the first half because mm. i heard someone beating and then everyone went way kind of like oh the drum's here i don't so think like, we scored the goal even I, until I heard no it. I, I, I don't think so when i was listening yeah. to it, i couldn't hear it at all yeah no it's and and the microphone is is directly above the shed so you you would hear um mm. the majority of the noise but no it was, it was very quiet i think don't know was it yourself i said or, or was it um galley it, it, it felt like the last preseason match, it had that vibe about it. You know, obviously a bigger attendance, but just very, very cagey is the best way to put it. And, and I just felt that that kind of, whether it, what went on on the pitch fed into the crowd or, or the opposite mm. way around, it's it's hard to tell. But yeah, you could definitely feel it. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think bar obviously the, the goal and the penalty, I think the, the two best chances probably fell to UCD in the first half. We had we had very little um, it, it, with regards of attack. I think um, it, we, we were kind of always used to so much wing play from ourselves and it just didn't seem to happen tonight. 
um, plenty of long balls and and stuff like that. And it's it's very and the ball and you know it's bouncing up in the air and the head tennis all the time. And we don't. It's not very good dog, is it? What's that? It's not very Dundalk to play that. No, way. it's not. Oh, it's it's definitely not what we're used to. Do you put that down to first game of the season? Some new players betting in. It's it's hard to know. Mm. Um, the kind of misty rain that was there tonight. That was some of the newer players thinking, let's just play this a little bit higher and and get it off from away from the ground instead of realizing that <laughs> that 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 pitch needs to be wet to play football in. <laughs> You know, in any way, it's 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 really hard to know, but it's yeah. You kind of in in your heart, you feel that we left some points behind, but then when you actually think about the game, you know, did we actually do enough to win it? Probably not. Yeah, no, probably not. No. Like you know, I interviewed Andy Myler there at the end, and he was he was delighted, and at the same time, he was like, "Well, we were the team at the very end pushing, yeah, to to maybe take all three. Um to be fair, when I was talking to Flano and see, I'll name check him. Um, and oh, no, co-commentator, is it? No, <laughs> yeah. But I was talking to the co-commentator at the time. Um, we, we were looking at the um, team sheet for UCD, and you know, you you could probably name three of maybe three, four players if you're lucky, and that was it. So they, they also come with that unknown element as well. Yeah. Did um, that somehow they've managed to do this 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 rebuild? Each time their best players are taken away from them, uh, they've done it halfway through the season when they found Tom Lorigan, and you know it looks like um, was it Behan tonight scored a free kick? Kieran Behan was it? Oh, I don't have the name actually. Your number ten, I think. I think I, it's I, Kieran I, Behan. I was too busy waxing lyrical about the Shanta half. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, Behan, yeah. Was no, I, I, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was, was decent. Um, he was decent tonight. Kind of run at everything and took the free kick very, very well. Yeah. Very, very well. Um, and that's the thing, you know, I don't think we've even done enough to really end the game. Like, well, when you get a penalty opportunity, like I'm sure you've talked about, you've got to score it. You've got to take those chances. Great save from the keeper, you could say as well. But we really, the first game of the season, you get a penalty at home against UCD. You've got to put it away and then take the game with a scruff of the neck and, and really kick on. Because then if we get the second goal, you know, you're in complete control of the match then at that stage, you would have thought... Mm. And for the unknown element, then for UCD, you would say some of those players may not be used to being in that sort of a situation. How do you get back? I think, actually, if, if I remember correctly, I think Andy Myler said that Kieran Bean, he let him play Leinster Senior League last year. So he would get a bit of senior football and has brought him in this year because he, he, he obviously they needed the bodies to come in there. So like... If, if that is the case, what a what a debut yeah. in the yeah. electricity league for him, you know. Um, but it, it it just goes to show that it, it, it's a smart move when things were up against it. Maybe last year it would have been easy to recall him and 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 get him in to play there, but that chose chose to be the right the right call for them. And uh, yeah, it's, look, it's disappointed. It's good not to get a defeat. Don't get me wrong, and I think that bogey team <laughs> UCD thing has continued for for another season we thought that was done and we thought that might just be a, something in the bowl or something like that and uh, but no no it's followed a story of park this season great um and look the other thing pre-match um Pingu you would have heard on the stream you know Skip saying by Wednesday he's hoping to have a few bodies in yeah I'm hoping a result like this means he's straight on the blower Wishing Andy Colley a happy birthday and saying, "Can you get those players for me ASAP?" Because look at the result last night. 
I heard Skip's on his way up to the standing line coming in there at half nine tonight to, to pick up a few bodies. <laughs> any, any few at this stage will do. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think I think you, you kind of touched on a good uh, a good topic and I'll throw this out to the group. Do you, do you feel like, you know, and again, and I understand the frustration of Dundalk fans tonight because it is UCD and you, you expect the win, but do you think the comments are doing a disservice to UCD? Because from what I watched tonight, I actually thought UCD were very good and, you know, like I said, I, I don't think we played particularly well up to the penalty shout, and even till our goal came, pro- like our goal probably came a little bit against the run of play because as soon as we conceded that penalty, like you see, they were all over us for about five minutes, um, up until not not long before we scored the goal, and even in the second half they had spells, um, and I know they were on the front foot towards the end of the match. They did try from 85 to 90 minutes they did try to just hold the ball up in the corner but then they said fuck it we might as yeah. well try to win it in extra time which did, didn't make a lot of sense to me but um, but I do I do feel like I do feel like the kind of general consensus is we're doing a bit of a disservice to UCD like from what from what I saw tonight I actually I, I don't see them being bottom of the table you know they, they play good football they were aggressive and they went for it like they didn't sit back against us which I think that's probably what surprised a lot of people too is they played on the front for yeah. large spells of the game, you know. Yeah. So I'll throw that out to the group. Just your thoughts on that. We used like we, we spoke. I remember talking about UCD. I don't think when they beat us in the bowl last year. I think even the Oriel Park match. UCD have always they've always been that team that that, that can play football. Yeah, there's going to be one or two games in the season where they take an absolute pace and all someone, but they always play good football. Andy Myler's got them play. Like look, they got they're still in the league with the skin in their teeth. But like Chris said, they, they there's no. I know the setup that they have with the college players come in, do their, you know, do their course and stuff like that. And it's not so much the wages, but they rebuild the whole squad. They you know, like I don't know, I don't remember us going to DKT pulling players out of there. You know, like there's not no. you know, to, to, to do it to do it there, seasoning, and no matter what manager was in, they all like they, O'Callaghan years ago, Collie O'Neill, always good managers. Russell have gone in there, Pete Mann's gone in. Players who can build squads and with that mentality. And the one thing you'll always get is a game off them. And mm. Are we doing them in the service? <sighs> yeah, we probably are. Like, I mean, we haven't played well, but then again, they'll probably think they haven't played well either. Like Chris had said, he interviewed Andy after the game. They're probably in the back of his mind. He probably doesn't want to be seen saying we should have done this. Case couldn't get back next week, but they're probably thinking, yeah, we could have got something there. Like those last few minutes, you only need a few minutes in football. You know, if you if you can bring it to someone for the last five minutes of a game, it's not like they were slaughtered for eighty-five minutes. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, look, you know, we probably should be like Andrea had said, you know expected easy wins we probably shouldn't be expecting any kind of wins in this league because everything you know with the exception of maybe over the last couple of years maybe finn harps you know had a poor enough season last year but you know it's pretty even stevens generally you know player wise you don't see many too many bathrooms but ucd in particular are always that team that's especially when they play us they just they just seem to be an absolute handful um and like they've lost like colin ween in over the years and you know it's look it, it's we probably should know. We probably should know better what to expect of them. But yeah, like, are we doing with the sale? Let's just to go back to the point. Well, probably we probably are, but we're probably more annoyed of the result for us how we played. That's probably it's taken away from probably what they've done. And at the end of the day, we're done dog podcast. So fuck them. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't think it's disrespectful to think that we're going to win a home game. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Playing against, you know? Yeah, yeah and, no, that's, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just more. No, saying no, I know. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. Like, it's just the thing of like, regardless of who we're playing against, if we're playing at home to Rovers or Derry, yeah, they're still a, like, you still think there's a good chance you're going to win. Yeah, you know, like it's a tougher game, obviously, because they're better quality opposition. Yeah. But 
the thing with UCD is like there's a reason why people have been pegged as being the team that are going to finish last. Yeah. Because that unknown element, because they can't just keep regenerating players every season. Like there's going to be a drop off at some point. Now there's definitely a case of like they might be better than we thought they were going to be, which I think is fair enough as well. But if we had played anybody tonight and played the way we played, we'd be disappointed. Yeah. And I think regardless of who we're playing against, if we can't create chances, if we can't retain the football, if we can't dominate for long stretches of the game and create chances, we're going to be disappointed because that's what we expect this team to do. That's what we want this team to do. And so... Well, don't be yeah. coming in here with all the common sense. Yeah, it? yeah, don't, don't be that crap. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I suppose that's what you said. I go back to this. Don't be coming in here with that sensible pundit. It'll make less sense than this. <clears throat> I promise. <laughs> um, well, look, I, I suppose rather than than labour on on their goal, which we'll kind of talk about because the the foul came from one of our new signings. Just to to throw it out about the the four new signings to start tonight, we have um, Archie Davies at right back, uh, Ainsley at left back. Uh, Muller played centre half, and uh, and Mali played as the attacking midfielder. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on on that, on how they done? I mean, just for me, before I throw that open actually to the group, in the first half I was talking about how good Mali was with his feet, and by the end of the game I was like, well, this fucker not just go to goal. I think there was there was one stage where Huben played him through, and he was right in direction of the goal, and he turned and went around two players on the outside, in the second uh, and half, just yeah. Uh, yeah, and slowed everything down, and and. Again, me and Donald in our private chat at halftime, Donald was saying like that the whole stand was getting pissed off at him, and by the end of the match, I could, I I fully understood why. And yeah. I think there's a, there's a good player there, but he's just fuck, he's very casual, I suppose is the best way to say it. But uh, I thought Davies done well. I thought Ainsley was not a left back, put in a, a decent performance. But Chris, seeing as you're typing there vigorously, you're probably typing in the group chat to give us a bit of abuse. But uh, we'll go we'll go to you and catch you on the hop here. Uh, yeah, no, no. I think um, it, it was a tough game, probably for for a lot of of the new signings. And I think Skip had said during the week that you know a lot of these lads probably didn't even know where Dundalk was, and then to be you know in playing with the, in straight into the team on a first night like that, it's it probably wasn't the easiest for them. Um, yeah, I think Ainsley seemed to play. Played okay, uh, definitely out of position, but he he played okay. Obviously, he had a hand in the goal as well. Like so, that that makes a um, that makes a big difference as well. He, you know, they have themselves settled in. Um, Archie Davies, yeah, I think he probably huffed and puffed a little. He, you know, we're, we're used to just seeing Macari, I think, in that role, and you know, be able to whip in the crosses. It's more natural to him, mm-hmm. and I think we we were definitely missing that tonight. And, you know, uh, just I I think once or twice we've seen, you know, McCurry hit it nearly first time and and delivering a super ball into the box. And it was such a dangerous threat to have. And we probably missed a bit of that tonight. And I think you guys were also talking about, you know, the way Huben's role has changed so much in this club. And and that kind of shows a lot as well, because we weren't talking about loads of chances for him tonight as well. And are we playing to his strength sometimes? Possibly not Um, as well. Um, and Connor Malley, yeah, I, I I struggle to see that the middle of the park just didn't really take off for me tonight at all. A um, lot of endeavour, uh, a lot of huff and puff, I thought. Um, I, I seen Greg Sloggett throwing his foot in plenty of times trying to get control on it tonight, but 
once you know we break one tackle and then we'd look into space and it seemed to just be very slow pace tonight and i think you might have said that as well it, we were very very slow at going back to front um, and i think had that something to do with some of the new signings tonight i'm not i'm not 100 sure to bring it back to your point but um yeah no, no one massively so Ainsley probably the best of of the new signings that we'd seen tonight but um yeah I'd, I'd say there's definitely room in there especially when you look at our bench tonight there's definitely room for one to four more um signings alone before wednesday just, yeah, just when you mentioned um sorry when you mentioned archie Dave, would you expect i didn't expect him to obviously with injuries and would you expect Hayden to go in there or come out of centre half and go in there and play? Obviously, look, we mentioned John Mountain in a minute, but you know, I would you'd expect that partnership and then Louis to come back in with Boyle, I suppose, and then with Dara Leahy's back in. That would be your kind of I'd say that was the focus maybe of the of the fourth to back under normal circumstances. But yeah, when you're when you've got players playing, for me, Davis looks like he he, he kind of reminds you of Sam Bowen. He's he's kind of he's he looks like he's too kind of What's the word? Um, he looks like he's too big to play right back. Do you know that kind of way? He looks like he yeah. can probably play CDM or something. You know, he just doesn't seem to be that full back type. And obviously, like you had said, when you compare him to the likes of McCarry, you haven't said that McCarry didn't have a great start of the season last year either. But yeah. you know, when you compare him to that, and that's what we're used to watching. And over the years, and different, full, it's 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 hard. But look, I think I don't think any of them had a a, a poor night. I, you know, I just think it's one of those games. That's, yeah, but I was just interested in Davis because I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think when everybody's fit, he was given the number two jersey, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I but thought he played well tonight. He did, I yeah, no, I think he's okay, but I think I, I, I think he was probably signed. Told. He was signed that late. I'd say he was probably bought in maybe to cover as such. But look, yeah. you know, it, it, look, then again, it, it just depends on where Stevie sees it with injuries, and that's what, that's what you're going to be worrying about with that squad. I mean, we talked about that 18 man squad, and is it is it going to be good enough? But when you get an injury, that's that's your that's your eighteen man. That's that's what the issue with it is, and people have to have their complaints with it. But look, it's... I think if there was no injuries, Mountainy's right back, and yeah. Larry he's left back. Yeah, so, I think yeah. Ainsley Ainsley's probably in a centre back as well. Centre back, yeah. yeah, yeah. And at least then you've got like you've got cover at centre back. You've got a few different lads that can go in and play there. Like it's just it's happened again. Where like we started last season, and like I don't know whether. Like, I don't think Lewis McCarry was signed to play a fullback last year. He just ended up having to do it because we had nobody left. Yeah. Um, and we're just in that strange fullback, a barren fullback land again. <laughs> and then you see the likes of Cammy yeah. coming on as well. Probably didn't get a run. I, I probably didn't get enough chances, maybe, you know, enough great pass to kind of get him on the game long enough. But I think he could be, you know, a really good, whether it works as a two, I don't know, bringing him on to play up front with Pat, I don't know whether that's going to be the thing for the season in pre-season what we've seen though with with elliot seemed to be he was on the shoulder of the last defender a bit like maybe dave mcmillan in his plump mm. that you know he wants to play there he wants to try to break the offside trap and you know we we've we seen he didn't score a goal like that against wexford and then he you know i think it was the first one for um O'Kane. the keeper saved it and it came back out to ryan yeah. and, and, he, and he put it in the net so he's really that sort of a player um but yeah it, it'll probably pick and choose tonight probably was where you weren't going to see the best of him um as you know was probably plenty of high balls over the top and stuff like that towards i think a, a bent ball around the defense for something like that for him to get to run onto it's probably more his game i would say 
or something in around the six yard box. So we just didn't get a chance to really see that part or or really create enough chances yeah. to to see anything tonight, really. Yeah, um it'll be interesting to see how they settle in, isn't it? Do you know as the as the kind of next couple of weeks progresses because by by the look of things I'd say that we're probably going to be short on options again unless uh, unless Skip can pull for. Well, that's it. If you even look, at, if you even look at the comments on the on the page tonight, uh, there's a there's a team. You know, we're we're. I, I don't think people are just looking at the result and saying, "Oh, we need different players." I think there is that kind of you want for maybe three or four. Whether we get four, I'd be very surprised if we get four. But you know, two or three players to cover that kind of that setback, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it's Gab said Wednesday. Is, it? is that the, is that the? Yeah, yeah. Skip said as well. Wednesday is yeah. is obviously the. The deadline for loans. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's it's where they go really. It's where it's where you're going to find. Where, what, what positions do we need? Like you, we'll probably get text in on this as well. Like what what positions? If, if you could say we've got four loan signings to bring in, what's the positions that we need covering? That's exactly what I was going to ask because like we're not you're not looking at a centre forward to come in. You're not looking mm. at you know a goalkeeper to come in. You're not looking at we've plenty of centre midfielders and a couple of lads that have out like have only just landed so. We don't know what's going on there. Uh, and Robbie Benson sitting up in the stand. Like we've yeah. we have a good few players for the middle midfield. I don't know yeah, where it's, it's probably the fullbacks. Where people want players for fullbacks probably are, are that yeah. you know because if it, yeah. Yeah. if if the likes of Ainsley does what he can do tonight, you know, in the middle of the park, it gets us back to playing like as we said earlier on about the change in tactics. We're probably based off the personnel and the ability of the personnel that were on the pitch tonight and. A lot of the bad play that we talked about started from that long ball. We started from the back. We started from these players that are being played out of position or maybe wouldn't be first choice. So I think it maybe getting a couple of fullbacks in that will settle that back line down because I, I don't think we're terrible going forward. I just think the game plan to get the ball forward was terrible tonight. Mm. Um, so hope, hopefully that would uh, that would be kind of where you'd be looking. And, and, and personally, I would just like to see, based off his performance tonight, I would like to see how Ainsley does in the middle um, alongside Boiler. I think yeah. it could be it could be good to have a ball playing centre-back in there. I think if, I, I, I take on what if you, if you, what Donald had said there about the centre-forward. If, if they're looking to play John Martin at right, I know Dickie Kelly would probably get the nod. Well, he, well we don't know, but there might be room there for either another winger or a striker. It depends on what we're thinking with John. John Martin really can play, like we've seen in the next game tonight, he can play right across, you know, and you, you don't, I don't know if they're going to be overly reliant on Ryan O'Kane. You don't want to be you know, over-reliant for 90 minutes of every week, but it'd be interesting to see if he goes, might bring in a, a different type of centre-forward. Or I, I don't really know. It's, it's a strange, like you say, midfield, the central midfield area is packed out. Um, so it is full back. I definitely agree with, but I I think a, a right winger or a, a, a stri- another striker could be could be something. Yeah, especially with Dickie's injury, you know, mm. injuries and that. Because what he played, he came on tonight and he hasn't played a game in pre-season, but yeah. he looked rapid when he came on. So that that's another thing again. Like I'm I'm going to be harping on about the game plan the whole time. But when you look at the game plan tonight, I mean. For me, I don't know if Mike Tracy was watching the game, you know, was looking back at the stands during the match tonight. But uh, for me, Ryan O'Kane didn't have his best game in a Dundalk jersey tonight. He was also, though, he was still part of probably two of our best attacking chances that we didn't make. Uh, I think it was one long ball from a goal kick from Nathan Shepard in the second half that went straight over the heads of everybody and he nearly got on the end of it. Yeah. Uh, one near the end of it, I think it was on the 41st minute. Just when I texted Donald, tell him I thought that okay, it was shite. He fucking almost he almost went and scored. So, uh, 
Um, so I'm just going to say the players are shy from now on, and they, they can they can uh, they'll start having good games. But but you know, it it all goes back to this the tactics that the team is is putting out there. And I think if we are going four three three with the likes of Huben playing playing the two two wingers in, you're probably looking at the Dicky Kelly on the right and Ryan O'Kane on the left because they've got yeah. pace to ball. Um, but after uh, after tonight and. I know we'll talk about man the match in a little bit, but John Martin tonight is the revelation for me because he looked like a player with a point to prove tonight. You know, when we talk about players kind of setting the tone, he looks like a player that he doesn't want to be sitting on the bench. He wants yeah. to be starting. He, even before he scored the goal, like he just seemed to be everywhere on a lot of our attacking chances in the second half. As I say, I think he had the shot that hit one of the fucking UCD players in the balls. You know, not, I don't think he had the one that hit your man in the jaw, but... You know, he he, ju- he just wanted to get on the ball. He wanted to make stuff happen. And if any player, I was a little bit disappointed when he went off because, for me, if any player was actually going to win us the match tonight, I thought it was him out of everyone that was on the pitch. Um, mm. So, again, looking at uh, looking at kind of trying to be positive a little bit tonight. I think John John Martin's performance for me. And now we're going to start getting loads of messages with John Martin man the match to win a pizza. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just I'll I'll throw that out as well to the group what people talk about his performance. Chris. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought I thought he was the best player tonight, and I was surprised when he went off as well. I was more surprised in Oriel Park when I heard that Ryan O'Kearn got man in a match. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I didn't know if we actually. I didn't. I, I couldn't hear it. I didn't know if we actually got here. We're talking. To the yeah. I didn't know where you got it. Yeah, um, random, random. I think it was just like a pre-record from last year or something, and it just automatically went out. That's <laughs> all I can assume. But um. Yeah, no, I thought John Martin looked industrial. He looked um, he looked sharp, hungry. I think if you probably add up goals that John Martin has scored versus the minutes he's played, I'd say it's actually quite good considering most of his opportunities have been off the bench uh, last season. And he's got a season to build on with us as well. Like I say, Pingu, probably a, a bit of a point to prove that other players are coming in now and th- there's an opportunity to nail down who's who's going to be where on this and, and, and who's got the start and berth. It's probably Dickie Kelly, like you say, because he's a more uh, traditional winger, you would say, um, and it probably fits the style as as in it's more similar to Ryan on the other side, you know, yeah. bags full of pace yeah. and stuff like that. But my only problem with, with John Martin is sometimes you know that i'm going to label it now this utility player that can play at several positions it comes back to haunt you doesn't it that you can't just say that is his best position like i'm sure he wants opportunity to play up top he seemed to you know he's he's done fairly well coming in off the right but then you lose that real winger pace getting down you know chalk on the boots that sort of a player and with him uh, you know versus a dickie kelly say and there's games probably for both, but we've yeah. seen him pop up, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, that that Bowes victory in Daily Mount last year, and you know he was he was in the in in the attack that time, and he jumped up and did he score the header? Who knows? But it went yeah. in, <laughs> and we won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was I, I think you make you're making a good point there, Chris, about obviously like being labelled as a utility player, and that's probably a conversation I'd say. Monday morning, him and Skip are going to have, you know what I mean? Probably. He's going to say, like, especially when he hears yeah, this. Especially when he listens to this, he's going to say, I was listening to the boys on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just just when we were talking about positions and that, you know, it, it, an interesting one for me would be maybe 
pushing Huben back up a little bit higher up the pitch if he's going to hold the ball up, which he's really good at bringing the w- wingers in, but maybe putting John playing in that attacking midfield position because yeah. I think if he puts in a shift where he's so industrial, as you said, like tonight centrally, and then you've got Sloggett and Paul Doyle or Sloggett and Alfie Lewis playing in behind him, I mean, that could be that could be a match made. In the, like it, yeah. Look, at maybe I could get the job skip doesn't work out after this if, the, if he tries it, you know, but like even just a little layoff from Huben Firm for the goal, you know, there's a chance maybe to kind of build some kind of a partnership between the two of them. Now you lose probably yeah. a little bit of the creativity that that even that, that Mali had, that Keith Ward yeah. has. I think there's an opportunity for goals there. And again, mm-hmm. like like I just keep saying, the one thing that stood out for me with John Martin tonight was he's hungry, you know, as you said. And he, he, he did look like someone that had a point to prove tonight. He looked like <laughs> someone that wanted to prove a point. So... I don't know. At the minute, based on tonight's performances, it, it would be a crying shame if he doesn't start next week. Yeah, yeah. So, I think, I think, sorry, Gary. Just go on, say, go on. People have people remember his performances from when Huben was out of the team last season. Yeah, and we did, we did struggle a little bit when Huben was gone, and he was the one that was up front. They did get some goals, but his best performances were the ones where he was playing on the right hand side or coming in and supporting yeah. Huben. Like even thinking of like the Rovers game last year in yeah. Oriel, he was he was excellent up with Huben because he gives like there's not really you say if like it's Dickie and and uh, Ryan O'Kane to go in instead of him the physical presence is gone that 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 John Martin gives to you um and that was the other thing too when Huben was gone last season we really really lacked physical presence like um just for like the odd 50-50 I saw a message come in earlier on about nobody was no UCT player was kicked up in the air tonight, like to try and kick start the thing. But that's yeah. the kind of thing that John Martin can give you because he is that physical player. But I think a lot of people's opinions of him were, you know, sort of based on those performances set up at centre forward last season. And you forget how good he was in relief on the right hand side of the pitch. But mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where, like, I I can't see him, I can't see him holding down that spot. Um, and then Pingu about him moving into like behind Huben, then you're you're leaving out three players. Like you're leaving out yeah, Mali, yeah. you're leaving out Ward, you're leaving out Robbie Benson when he's back. Yeah. So it's unfortunate for him. I think we've there's somebody almost at the start of every season where you're looking at like because we were talking about Sam Bone last year that if you're good at two positions, you're probably not nailed down either of them, which is yeah. the unfortunate thing for him. I think um, even like that's why he never made a profession. <laughs> you were good at every position. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what it is it's, it's because you're you're taught as a coach you'd be thinking right well i can play him here or here and then you're and then you're not focused on one and that's that, that's it's a drawback but yeah it's yeah no i agree it is it's it's, it's probably something we never really mentioned before it's, it's a conundrum then just to pick him in what position never mind pick him in the 11 it's where you know what's but it would depend on the opposition but yeah look like the like said it he'd be It'd be, it'd be an awful shame if he didn't start next week. And he's probably been robbed of one or two stars last season as well. Um, but, yeah, no, Martin, for me, could be a big player this season. For all the praise, though, lads, we just gave him, if everybody is fully fit, how many first teams does he appear in? <laughs> well, the, I mean, the only thing, the only thing, like, Pingu raised a good point there, playing in behind Hoban, because Keith Ward won't start. So there is that option. No. Um, and, and unless we sign players... Of that ilk in the next couple of days, but could it be? No, yeah. You, you know, if you get a player in that's better, that's fine. But how many are you going to get? There's comes in the mid. Big Mike. 
I just uh, I just texted Scubs and asked how the fuck did he pick Ryan O'Kane as man of the match? Yeah, like that's yeah, it's it's a real. Would he get in ahead of Dickie Kelly? It, it depends on the opposition. That, that's yeah, what that's I think as well. Yeah, it depends on the fullbacks you're coming up. Like we, there's that famous game where O'Kane was thrown in against Rovers and it just didn't work. Like two seasons ago, yeah. I remember Steph going on. I cried from the get in and then look, he was. Not showing up, but he can come up against proper fullbacks, you know, season fullbacks. And he came up against Joey O'Brien that day, though, didn't he? Yeah, and Joey O'Brien nearly put him yeah. in the stands. I think we were all going, Oh, but I will say, about as well, watching tonight, he's a beast, like he's he's taken a jump physically, like he's absolutely like he looks like an absolute tank, you know, compared it's to all the crazy, he's on the creed, he's on that glon stuff that uh, on <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he's it's it's an interesting question where John Martin would fit, but he hasn't mm. done himself like. It'd be a very raw deal if he doesn't play next week. <laughs> very harsh decision. Well, I think, as I say, I think this is food for talk for Stevie now yeah. because there is players, you know, like Conor Malley. I, I wouldn't say he had the worst game, but I think he just was too slow. He slowed everything down, you know. And mm. But then Joe Flanagan up. mentioned last night on the show, we commented, so he, he was very like patching. And patching would have been guilty of that as well when we had him. Yeah. Like, we didn't get yeah. the patching that Derry have, but he would have been guilty of maybe slowing the game down. Kind of like... You know, like George Callahan used to do the same thing when he played in Oriel. The game looked so slow, like he's so talented, but the game looked really slow when you gave him the ball. But maybe it's overthinking, but you know, you, you know, you'd knock that out of him over a couple of weeks. But that patching was, you know, John Flanagan did mention that patching was, this, he was a very similar player. That's the first time I've seen him play. I haven't, I didn't, I only seen highlights of the preseason stuff. That's the first live game I've watched. But look, he's a good footballer. I don't know. I'm surprised. I'm not shocked he was taken off. It'd be interesting to see what mm. team picks. Like, I think I think Paul Doyle, you know, obviously if Benson's ready to go, Benson slog it for me, but I think Paul Doyle would probably feel a bit harsh there, not sound the game. Yeah, and I think Mali Mali was taken off right after the free kick. Didn't he concede it? Am I right in saying yeah, that? Yeah, he could be I, richer, yeah. I, I couldn't see who it was, but I think Flano had mentioned uh, Flano or Adrian had mentioned that he he was the one that, that caused the foul, you know. So um, it was the first time I seen him back in our half the whole match too, so it was yeah. nice. To, it was nice to see that at least that he did track back. Uh, here I am just abusing players, me trying to be the positive one out of it. Um, but I suppose that we haven't really mentioned Elliot that came on for the last what ten minutes of the match and didn't he didn't do a lot, but he didn't do anything wrong. I don't think when he did come on, I, I think he had a couple of nice touches. He was trying to get the ball out wide to to get crosses in. Um, hopefully in the next week or two we'll get to see him get a little bit longer of a run and, and see how he does because I think with him and El, him and uh, him and Mali was a straight swap wasn't it I think he went in as the attacking midfielder because like, yeah, he went out was, wide right wasn't it yeah Wardy came in. yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, Muller, Muller got booted for the free kick yeah so, I thought it was, it was him okay yeah. okay but he, was, but he was but he pulled up straight after the free kick though so he got that bit right yeah. The, the cold co commentator got it wrong. Then. <laughs> but anyway, look at we we'll move on from the match, will we? Because we, we've managed to knock out an hour of it. Galley's in shock. Um, <laughs> Galley alluded to, I think, within the first couple of minutes of the podcast this, uh, this evening that um, Dundalk put put out just as we were starting um, that John Mountney is going to be out with a torn ACL, so he's going for surgery next week. I mean, an ACL injury is probably what six months. Normally, if you're lucky, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's wow. just it's it's devastating for John, isn't it? You know that, like, I mean, he's came back. He's he was only too delighted to come back last year. Missed the majority of the season, and now you're talking what 
he's not go- he's probably not going to play Europe for us um until the group stages when we when we get into the Europa League uh, or the Conference League. But just disappointing, isn't it, that we're that, that we're again starting the season talking about an injured John Mac- <coughs> Yeah, you're like you're upset for him because he's like yeah. he's only had to come back from like a, like a really really bad knee injury, and then to have another one on top of that, and um, it's just your your heart goes out to him. Um, and look, I we talked about him. Well, I talked about him a lot last season when he came in and, and started playing right back. The physicality that he brought, I just mentioned a couple minutes ago as well. Like he's he he would have been and will be, I'm sure, still a very, very important member of the squad. Um, it's just going to be in a different capacity now. Like He's going to just be in probably amongst coaching staff and, and trying to be as much of an influence on um, on the team as he can. Um, but he's, I think the when they put the information out about him getting injured in the first place a couple of weeks ago, I think Skip was talking about how important he is in the dressing room amongst the squad like he's a he's a good lad to have around so it's a shame we won't see him for us whatever length of time he's going to be off for um but hopefully he can still contribute just by just by being around the place you know yeah i i didn't even realize by the way i i didn't you i, I was just reading it there now i was like oh right what, what, what are you on right there for a second i was like quick check twitter and see what they're on about and well, then there's a decision made about one of his loan signings. That's it. He actually we yeah. people that's, that's at the same time. He made that decision then of what he's yeah. going to have to do with it. He's going to have to make sure he gets. I'm all right, Pingu. Don't worry. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about we were talking about loan signing decisions about uh, getting a fallback. Chris was probably sitting there going, "What the fuck are these lads on?" <laughs> 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 literally, literally <laughs> have two or three on the field. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's 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 a tough injury for any player. But see what happens. Someone like that, like has been through the ringer and. You know, it's it's such it's such a pity for him. Like, to come back to the club and yeah, look, it's it's so it, like this heartening probably doesn't even cover for him. It's it's to come back and want to play and have the the motivation to play with something like that again. <coughs> it must be so difficult. But look, we wish him all the best. And yeah. like, saying speedy recovery, like you said, Pingu, you're talking six. You're talking. What are we? What are we now? Really in March? You're probably talking August. Yeah, you know, I think which, the sad the sad part is is like when you get two big injuries like that, he's probably contemplating his career. Like that's it. Continuing, that's it yeah. but, um, but he showed last year when he did come back, he's still a capable player from that previous injury. Oh, so yeah, you you yeah. you would hope, um, you would hope he'd find it in himself that he would want to do that because he's like, you know, I was lucky enough to to be around John back in 2012 when he came in under Sean McCaffrey, and he's he's a great lad. Like he's he's just a mm-hmm. good character to have around the place and. As Donald says, hopefully he'll stick around and and be in every day, you know, because he can he can contribute. He's a multiple league winner, um. So that's something that the new players, especially, they can get stuff from him, you know. Um. So yeah. So I suppose on all on behalf of all the town enders, we wish uh, we wish John all the best with his surgery next week, and hopefully, hopefully recovers and before the end of the season we get to see him lining out for yeah. for Dundalk again. Um. Kind of segue him back to the match, even though I said we were doing it. Uh, segue him back to the match. Uh, we'll go with our man, the match award. Um, Big JM gets mine. I'm not going to wax lyrical about him anymore. Donald, we'll go to you. Um, yeah, so it's a toss up in my mind between John Martin and the fourth official who did an absolutely <laughs> incredible job, man, Mark and Skip all night. That's shadow play. I have never ever seen anything like that in my life. Within about two minutes, he was standing on the edge of the Dundalk's technical area. And Skip was like talking to the lines. 
dude, like the assistant referee being like, why is he standing here? He's standing right in front of me. And he just stood there and wouldn't move. And then the ball, you know, moved to the other half of the field. So he's just very slowly. It was like it was a machine moving down. But as soon as Skip started to move, I he uh, he moved back, make sure he didn't get out of his sight, you know. So it was a hell of a performance um, from him. So I keep an eye on him because we'll see him again at some point, for sure. Uh, but yeah, like a, I, a, apart from him, I'd say Craig uh, Slogger had a good night as well. But I'll go with John Martin. Yeah, Gally. Yeah, you know what? I come on here tonight. I was like, right, I'm not mentioning man in the match because I think I pulled the rabbit out of the hat here because I thought I thought they'd given it to. I didn't know they'd given it to Ryan O'Kane. So I thought, right, I think I definitely John Martin for me was so obvious. And I was like, no, nobody else has said it. Nobody's talking about John Martin. And now everybody's like, yeah, John Martin, John Martin. So it looks like I'm just <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon. But yeah, look, I thought I thought player we didn't mention like his passing was 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 decent enough was Alfie Lewis. Probably went a wee bit unnoticed in the game, but some of his passing position was really good. But apart from the centre half, Jack Keeney for UCD, and I don't I don't think we've ever given it to an away player, but <laughs> You know, John Martin, yeah, for me, that's, yeah, for me, that's, I think, I don't, I'm not saying it's an obvious one given the game, but I thought he was excellent. And like you say, if it's, I think Pingard said it, it'd be a travesty if he's not selected next week. It'd be really, really tough on him. But yeah, excellent tonight. Exactly what you're looking for. You know, like Donald was saying, the problem is, well, Stevie's going to be thinking, right, do I play this for the outright? Do I get him up front? What am I going to do? But yeah, look, I think, I thought he had an excellent game. Not, not his best by any stretch, but for what we had tonight, yeah, I thought he'd been a great shift. Yeah, John Martin. Chris? Yeah, sorry, I'm just checking Twitter to see if there's any other breaking news for me that I was unaware of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the same. I, I would go with John Martin. Um, definitely head and shoulders above everyone else there tonight. Uh, really good performance. Very committed. Um, that's what you want to see on the opening day as well is, you know, someone take that opportunity uh, when Huben when stopped the ball, when the cross came over and he was onto it like a flash. And I think... The one thing we didn't mention with him and his game is that arrival into the box. Like, um, you know, we talked about his headers and stuff he's done before, but that's that's his real, yeah. uh, a real string to his bow um, for for his performance. It's just that arriving in, just being in the right place at the right time, and Benson-esque, you know. wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, we just talked about could he could he fill that void in that position? And um, we're talking about possibly in there with Wardy, Robbie Benson. Yeah, you you, you could see it happening. So there you so, go, yeah. Donald. We don't need him. If we don't need Benson, <laughs> there you go. That answers your question from earlier. Um, all right, Chris, we let you, seeing as you're the late man on, we let you uh, pick the man of the match winner for the pizza. Yeah, I think there was a few there for, for John Martin, all right. A few in for Ryan. Obviously, you heard it on the Tanoi and went for that one. Well, on Jessica, we know what you're up there. But yeah, this is this is around. So look, we'll, um, we'll give it to Amy Rose. So well done. Congratulations. Um, I we're still pizza like the toppings. Yeah, we had this discussion at the start, and we still get. We're still when Tony's are still doing pizza for us. So <laughs> okay, perfect. Amy, you'll soon find out if we're still doing pizzas or not. Yeah, find, find out for us and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose you'd be like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> in the second half, one highlight, and you know when we talk about the lack of atmosphere and everything, but one thing that kind of always highlights what's good about Dundalk FC fan base was, despite what was happening on the pitch, you know, at the 80th minute, because I think they scored, what was it, the 76th minute or something like that. And um, right after in the 80th minute, there was a planned round of applause for Roy Mackin, who sadly passed away not too long ago. Um, 
Roy was a, a stalwart of a volunteer for the Dog Football Club. I think anyone that, that's passed through Oriel Park in the last, what, 20, 20 yeah. or more years would, would definitely would know Roy from selling his match program. So it was a nice moment, wasn't it? That, uh, the round of applause, especially on uh, at that part of the game as well. I think it was just it was just nice uh, acknowledgement for him. Yeah, I think it's like I know Gavin had mentioned last night as well. And I think Alan, I think Alan Gray put up a post earlier on, maybe a comment earlier on on Ethan Dog. Like, that walkway on the lane just won't be the same because I'm mm-hmm. going to Oriel Park since I think the first game was in like '95. And you know, as far back remember, it was Roy, Jimmy, Neary. You know, they're selling the programs. You know, they might get the grand the grandkids of those people selling them as well. But yeah, most weeks it'll be Roy uh, buying the program off. And, and yeah, look, it's it's. It's, it's such a shame for the club, and I don't think anybody didn't know him. I think Don, you were saying even programs. I don't look. It's a nice coincidence, but the programs might have sold out tonight. I think you had mentioned yeah. as well. So yeah, I, th- I think Jimmy Jimmy was up into the stand early tonight because I think they were they were cleared out of programs tonight, which yeah, uh, a nice little thing to have happened. Yeah, yeah, really sad, really sad. And a, and a fitting tribute. Did moments applause as well at the start yeah. of the match for, for everyone else yeah. that had passed away you know uh, gavin did mention that we we're going to do something as well so it's just nice you know it's, and it's a long time since the the end of the season and it's winter time and it can be tough for families as well so it's just nice to see that the club did mark um the passing of it of any of the fans um for for that time as yeah. well so and former yeah. players of course yeah and i think that's something donald during one of the the episodes towards the end of last year you alluded to like that it puts everything into perspective. We're here sitting for an hour giving out about a football match when you see something like that. It just the, the result of the match really doesn't really matter, you know, even though it matters, but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah, that's what the, the, the football club is supposed to be all about, you know, it's this community and it's people being involved in the football club, and that's what you know, that's what makes the football club what it what it is. So, um, yeah, it's like it's important. That the club makes sure they remember people around and people involved yeah. when uh, yeah. something like this happens. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it was definitely it was a nice touch. Um, well, moving on, lads, to next week, uh, we come up against Bowes, who had what was a 2 0 win tonight against uh, against two one? Cork 2 1 against two Cork, one, yeah, yeah. They'll probably have a little bit of momentum with our decky with our decky in charge, you know. So uh there's only gonna be what is it, three hundred Dundalk fans, three hundred and fifty Dundalk fans. Oh yeah, in the temporary stand, yeah. Or four fifty or something like that. So it's gonna be uh will definitely be out outshone by what'll probably be a strong bow support. But I think it was you, Chris, was saying earlier that that pit for the most part normally suits us a lot better anyway. So um, yeah. I'm still optimistic. That we'll, we'll get, we, we should be able to pull a result out of the bag against Bowes next week uh, and send Daggy back up north crying. <laughs> you were waiting for that all night. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need to trim that, you need to trim that accent off the podcast. We're going to use that to introduce the podcast next week. <laughs> hey, whoever's playing left back is going to come up against um, Dylan Connolly. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, right. right yeah, so. He'll be selling box of cigarettes down the wing. It's always a tough game going to Daniel, but a Declan Divine team, you know, because he had his pre season, he's able to bring in his players. It could be an interesting season for Bulls. Um, they've also got a fantastic away jersey as well. I hate to admit it, but it's a really cracker one. But look, it's look, it's a tough game going up there, but they really look what you don't, what you don't want is. The atmosphere should be better than tonight because it is our first game away game of the season. But I think the pitch in particular, 
could could really really suit the lads. Um, provided they're not going like Donald had said, diagonal long balls from the right to left to Ryan O'Kane all night. But like Ryan O'Kane should be like the, he should find a little bit more space. It shouldn't feel as tight yeah. on the pitching. So yeah, look, I mean, a positive result. You know, I, I look at you I, after tonight. We had one tonight, even a scrape the one nil awful victory. The positive result would have been a decent score draw next week. But now you're really looking for the win. Why is going to put that right tonight? Um, after tonight's match. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, look, I think we have come out with Eddie Daler for the past while with, you know, a half-decent result as well. So mm. we, we have that little momentum. I think the fans are going to be behind the dugouts now. Is that where that temporary standing so, is? So that'll be that'll be something a bit different. It's kind of where the car park was yeah. um, uh, last year. So that, look, that'll, that might add a little spice behind the dugouts now as well. But um, yeah, look, Jordan Flores scored the winner tonight, but then James Talbot made an absolute clinger. <laughs> and so that'll you know that might add a little bit of spice for what's coming next week and hopefully we'll have a couple of new recruits in there so we you know you, you wouldn't know what sort of a team you could be facing for ourselves yeah. considering it looks like they've probably done most of their business already You've got a plethora of loan signings in uh earlier this week so we've we've our hands still to play on, on that one hopefully and and look the thing with with skip is he seems to go after a certain type of player and, and that's what he does. He doesn't over overly compromise and, and, and not go, you know, pick someone else just for the sake of getting numbers in. They, they, they seem to have to be, to want to play a certain style with him. So you'd be hoping that if he gets in some hungry players that are, are looking for football, it, it worked last year with, you know, the likes of McCarry and, and, and Bradley and stuff like that last year for us and uh, Runar as well. So um, fingers crossed we'll, we'll come out of Daily Mount with, a positive result yeah it's going to be interesting too it'll actually see how the camera work is because i think the the tv gantry is is, is torn down now as well isn't it yeah we're, we're back on the pixel camera i think oh is it yeah right okay can't wait yeah it wasn't for it. um <laughs> thanks a lot dan lambert <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a yeah. uh, it's made with compostable uh camera lenses, so uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see that but no, I think look, lads, this has been a, a very entertaining first episode. Um, uh, just, just before I just before we go, I just put up that from Frank Carolyn as well, just about the supporters club. I did I did spot it earlier, but I didn't want to throw it in in the middle of us talking about fullbacks and injuries that Chris didn't know about. So just uh, that's the meetings meetings happening. I think it's what is there a date there of February twenty eighth? When is that? That what day are we? It's a Tuesday. Tuesday week, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one so, thing i would ask the lads in the 1903 as a uh, support overseas i'll actually be flying uh, i'll be landing back in chicago because I'm, I'm flying home sunday but um for any supporters and i've been chatting to a few that are living overseas that don't won't have an opportunity to be there it'd be great if there was uh any potential for any 1903 members living overseas that it could be potentially recorded and um, Chris Clark has volunteered that he's happy to, to live stream it. When you mentioned that, you know I'm going to get a phone call now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I done it because you were late getting on. But uh, no, I think this this has been a good uh, opening episode, bit of crack, lads. Um, I just want to say actually, due to the fact that I'm uh, I'm going to be home next week um, on Saturday the 25th. There's a charity match down in Calvin. Um, team Charlie May versus Felicon Fathers. Um, all pro well. 90% of the proceeds raised on the night are going towards Felicon, who do great work for uh, for any... Um, I just saw Frank's going to ring you, but um, 90% <laughs> of the proceeds are going to go towards Felicon, who do great work for bereaved parents who've, who've lost babies or lost infants. So um, a really, really good charity 
some friends involved with Dundalk FC actually sponsored the Team Charlie kit and it's going to have the Harry Taft Mental Health and Wellness Initiative logo on the front of it. Um, you might have seen it online this week. So 10% of any money raised from the raffle, I'm actually going to, myself and Emily are going to donate it back into um, the Harry Taft Mental Health and Wellness Initiative to see about potentially doing some kind of workshop or something for parents in the Dundalk area. Um, who've unfortunately experienced loss like we have so just wanted to throw that out there there's um there's raffle tickets on sale if you want to message even the lads on the town end page they can pass on your information to me and, and we can get um uh, we can get raffle tickets store five euro pop um some good prizes including uh if anyone in the dog wants to stay in the crown plaza there's a great prize you can stay in the crown plaza and get some dinner um but we've tickets tickets you don't win it then you have to pay your bill yeah, we, yeah, exactly. We'll take us to take us to Ireland v Latvia among other prizes. But yeah, just again, the Dundalk community is always great when it comes to stuff like that. And I ask a lot for a lot yeah. of different charities. This is something that's very important to me. I know there's a lot of Dundalk fans because they've reached out to me when we lost charity that go, have gone through something similar. So um, if anybody wants to donate and give it towards, give money towards that, which will go back into into the Harry Taff initiative, would be great. So um, that's it for me. I'll let someone. Someone else can close it out now. Chris, who is ending? You are Chris. Or don't lose, don't lose. <laughs> no, so, just, just before just before we do that, just on our Greg Sloggett um sponsorship. I think there's only one, maybe two spots available. If anyone still wants to get in as part of that, and um, chances are it'll probably end up getting filled. But if you're still interested in becoming uh, a town ender and sponsoring a player for the year, there's literally I think one, maybe two places left on that. So that's chance, a chance to win a jersey as well. Yeah, chance to win a yeah. whole jersey as well. So brilliant. Yeah. Not it's everyone's going to get a chance to win the jersey, though, right? <laughs> <coughs> maybe not. Uh, well, everybody got the outro there from Roland Long. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> <cool. laughs> We'd have to bring him back in the wheel at some stage. We'll let you win something. We'll get you cinema tickets as well. <laughs> right, I, I can finish it out, lads. I just thought of something. Right, Pingo, hit us. Next week, John Martin better be starting. <laughs>